0: Welcome to Pathfinder Academy.
1: Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the Scald class. This is part of our advanced class guide series covering all the new classes added from the advanced class guide. And we're almost finished up here. This is fourth from last. Yeah, we only got three more. The swashbuckler, the war priest, and somebody. And a
0: mystery guest. Who could it be? The Slayer. Slayer,
1: Slayer, the other S. So the Scald is the child of the Barbarian and the Bard. I love
0: thinking of it in those terms. i <laughs> thinking of the two classes <laughs> getting together. Listen, the Bard supposedly is supposed to be Mr. Charismatic, so he's going around sleeping with everybody. All of a sudden he sleeps with the Barbarian. What comes out? He guy who I, likes to write things down and sing songs.
1: He yells in a very
0: melodic
1: <laughs> way. <laughs> when he
0: says he's going to kill you, you actually got to feel good about how he's saying it. <laughs> oh, he's going to
1: write a song about how he killed me. The and they're going to sing it for ages. In the the content
0: the, is horrifying. It involves my children to, like, the seventh generation. But it sounds real nice.
1: So let's start getting into their class abilities and such. So right off the bat, they have a D8 hit die, the in-between hit die. They get four skill points a level, and they have a lot of class skills. From their bard parent. Yes, but uh, four skill points per level is less than the bard. The bard gets six. Skald only gets four like the barbarian, so a little hit there, and I think they have a few less class skills. Oh, the
0: barbarian gets four per level. Yes. Oh,
1: never mind. They have three-force BAB to be expected with a D8 hit die, so they're that in between again. They have two good saving throws, fortitude and will saving throw, and a bad reflex saving throw. Let me save you some time going over what skills are their class skills. Just about every one of them. <laughs> Most of them. I think maybe Ride isn't on there. <laughs> Even then, I, it probably is. Actually, I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, they cast spells just like the Bard, and it is charisma-based spontaneous casting. Right. Very, very similar to the Bard. Almost exactly the same, I think. So no arcane spell failure chance. Oh. Uh, We'll get to that with their proficiencies. Oh! so a, I'm intrigued, <laughs> Christian. A skull is proficient with all simple weapons and all martial weapons, so this is a step up from the Bard. The Bard did not know all martial weapons. They knew, like, rapiers and short swords and stuff.
0: Gotcha.
1: The scald can wear light and medium armor and shields.
0: I love how every time we've... Every time you go over this, it always says except tower shields, except for I think maybe fighter. the fighter and mm. maybe the barbarian. I'm no, they don't sure. get it either, just the it's fighter. Like, you don't need the exception. We get it, just <laughs> fighters. We get you, all right? We get it. No one uses tower shields, except it- for really tough beasts in the bestiary. There's like an archon angel thing. It's like half oh, right. the picture is this giant shield. And you're like, well, I know who I'm not attacking with physical <laughs> attacks.
1: The Scald can cast spells and light in light and medium armor and while wearing shields without incurring arcane spell failure. Granted, it's not a giant tower shield. Right. So just like the Bard, the Scald gets Bardic Knowledge. They get one half their level as a bonus to all knowledge checks. All knowledge checks are a class skill for you. You're good at identifying monsters. You're good at knowing random stuff. You can
0: make them untrained. If you really don't want to put points into it, you don't have to. You still can use them. You get to be Mr. I identify all of the creatures
1: the Scald at level 1 also gets Scribe Scroll as a bonus feat. This is interesting. This kind of came out of nowhere. They were like, you know, Scalds are people who write stuff down, legends and stuff, so let's just give them something that writes stuff down, Scribe Scroll. Why
0: not? It, yeah. it fits their it fits their flavor.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's fairly powerful. It's neat to get that. If you don't cast a spell at the end of the day and you got time, you'd be like, well, let me write down this cure light wound I didn't cast. Right. Now, also at level 1, they get their main... Squeeze. They get their big ability. (laughs) Uh, Raging Song. This is their version of Bardic Performance, and it acts, mechanically-wise, a lot like Bardic Performance. You get, like, three plus your Charisma Modifier. uh, Rounds a level to use it. That goes up plus two every level. It's a standard action to activate, and you have a list of performances you can pick to use your Raging Song. The first one you get at level one is called Inspired Rage. Inspired Rage is kind of like the parallel to Inspire Courage from regular Bard, except that instead of just giving everyone this flat bonus to attack and damage rolls, when you activate Raging Song, all allies nearby choose whether or not they accept the Raging Song. If they do, they basically all enter a Rage Lake Barbarian, except with half the normal bonuses. So they get a plus two bonus to Strength, they get a plus two bonus to Constitution, they get a plus one bonus to Will Saves, and they get a minus one penalty to AC. Hmm.
0: And this can be refused. Say you're somebody with really low AC, you're up in the front, and you're like, whoa, I don't want the low AC. Exactly, yes.
1: I can refuse it. Or if you're the arcane spellcaster in the back that needs to cast spells, and you know, you're limited when allies accept the raging song, they are subject to the same limitations of raging, so you can't do anything that requires patience or concentration, you can't use charisma or intelligence based skills or dexterity based skills and stuff like that. So pretty much they're playing the metal band Inus Ferrum. Where they're just rocking out victory song all day long. Or, you know, war drums is another thing that you could symbolize with this percussion instruments, Electric guitars. Right, right, right. (laughs) So
0: if you're going to do the Doof Warrior from Mad Max Fury Road, this is the guy That's
1: actually the first thing that invokes in your mind when you think Skull, that guy from Fury Road. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was great.
0: Um, Actually, what I really like about this is you just went over everything you got at first level. This is a great first level character pick. There's a lot of classes that aren't good, or at least don't have some of their main mechanics until later levels, like two or three, it gets Mm -hmm. it all at one.
1: Yeah. Like, the second you hit level one, you're like, I'm a scald. I know exactly what I do. I have an identity, I have a place in this party. Right. Now, important to mention with Inspired Rage, this song means that the scald can only be picked in very, very specific parties. It gives a plus two bonus to Strength and Constitution. If you don't have any members of your party that use Strength to attack... You don't want to pick the skull. Like, for instance, if you have a dexterity-based fighter, and you have a rogue, and you have a wizard, Inspired Rage is helping none of them do anything. Right. So know your party. Exactly.
0: Hey, know your your players, know know your GM. (laughs) Hey, that seems like a mantra.
1: But if you're going into a party that, what happened to me, has a strength-based slayer and a brawler and a fighter, uh, then it's super helpful. Right, right, right. And because you get the plus two to con, you kind of get those quote-unquote temporary hit points. Mm-hmm. This was right before Unchained Barbarian, so it's not really streamlined mechanics of the Unchained Barbarian, but you can treat it like the same thing.
0: Now, we've talked about some classes, and sometimes it came up where it was like, these guys are good in this party, I'm not the best in this party. I am actually kind of get the feeling that he's almost useless in an all-casting party. Would you say that's the
1: case? Definitely. I wouldn't say completely useless, but this Raging Songs is a really big mechanic, and we'll see that... This gets, you know, this scales up as you go further into Scald levels. And this is actually his really big thing. He can still cast spells and scribe scrolls, right. and he has other songs he can use, but this is, like I said, his main squeeze.
0: I don't think we've come across that kind of a concept before. No, it's not a at all. Big step out for Paizo.
1: So onto level two. This is just literally Bard level two. You get versatile performance. You pick one of the uh, perform skills you have, and you substitute. Your value for your performed skill check for two other related skill checks. Right. For instance, percussion instruments, I think you can use a percussion instrument check as an intimidate check or as a handle animal check.
0: Right. Each has its own specific set.
1: hmm So effectively giving you two more skill points per level. Well, one more skill point per level, in right. a sense. You get more of these as you level up. You also get well-versed, which just means you get a plus-four bonus on saving throws against other bardic performances and any language or sonic-based effect. Makes sense. Just straight from the bard, copy and paste. Level three, though, this is where stuff starts getting really cool with the rage powers, and you really want to be in that fighter, cavalier, slayer party. At level three, the scald gets rage powers from the old barbarian, the regular barbarian rage power list.
0: Right, not the Unchained, because at the time of this book's publishing... Uh, unchained had to come out.
1: Correct. And it, the way Unchained works, it wouldn't really work. Because you, when you pick a rage power and you activate Raging Song, Inspired Rage, all allies, you can give them that rage power. And they benefit from it. There are restrictions to what you can give them. You cannot give them something that takes an action to activate. For instance, if it takes a standard action to do something, you cannot give that to them. And if it requires consuming rounds of rage, you cannot give it to them.
0: Essentially, the passive stuff.
1: Right. But you can give them stuff like knockdown. When you hit someone with a melee attack, you can make a free trip attempt. You can give them stuff like a really interesting one is spirit totem. A little spirit. Totem? <laughs> yes, this is the totem. Oh, great,
0: I- great. The skull get totems. <laughs> <laughs>
1: spirit totem is like a little spirit floats next to you and attacks people using charisma modifier. Cool. All your allies would have a little spirit floating next to them attacking everyone with your charisma modifier. Anytime one of your rage powers refers to like a, using your charisma score or something like that, you use the Scald score, not the ally score that is raging. Is, can you grant superstitious to your allies? I believe that's one of them, yeah. Oh, man, everybody's going to be doing that. Question.
0: We haven't really mentioned what is the main ability score they're going to want and love. What's the one that in uh, Raging Song... Levels off of charisma, charisma. All right, so that's uh, well, that, you that's charisma. your rounds
1: per day, and then from and it's also your spellcasting. So you're obviously going to want a lot of charisma. Gotcha. But from there, it's really up to you. I think strength fits them really well because they can buff their own strength, and they can get into battle. And they gotta they gotta carry their medium armor. They're they're not really incentivized to put points into dexterity, right? They, and they
0: do have a, a more expanded weapons list. So if you do want to put some strength, you know, you can mm-hmm. get more options than the normal
1: bard would. Now, because you
0: get rage powers. Because you're getting affected by the Raging Song as well, right?
1: Yes, you can choose to get affected by your own Raging Song. Right, so
0: being a melee guy or, or, or being. They get strength and what? Strength and con, yeah. Yeah. Being mm-hmm. a melee guy or using the composite bows actually kind of fits
1: you know, with your Scald. And because. Well, actually, it's debatable on this. I think this is how it's intended to work. Because you get the class ability Rage Power, you can take the feet extra Rage Power. Nor, you get Rage Powers every three levels. The Barbarian gets them every two levels, so you have a slower progression. But you can take the feat extra Rage Power, I believe you can take that feat. Gotcha. Also at level 3, you get the a new Raging Song called Song of Marching. You spend one round of Raging Song, and for the next hour, your teammates nearby ignore the penalties from hustling. You treat hustling like walking. Which <clears> is lame. Is like, <laughs> which is the, you know traveling over land rules which we're not going to get into i don't know that's good or bad it sounds pretty good honestly but i don't tend to take i don't tend to take that in mind
0: I, yeah, I think it's useless. There's like a feat that lets you forced march doesn't make you tired. It's like all right, unless I'm playing an well, exact replica of the Lord of the Rings campaign where there's a point I had to be the <laughs> hobbits and be marched. I ain't taking this. I actually honestly don't see huge benefit to this unless you have a very specific situation, a very specific GM who likes to really hit those rules as written and makes you or you're gonna travel from one town to the other and you can't buy a carriage. Well, you gotta do this. It's like ugh. Well, too bad. Now I can spend one
1: round of raging song. Hustle, baby, hustle. <laughs> Don't hustle me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on to level four. You get Uncanny Dodge. Just like the Barbarian, you can't be caught flat-footed. You can still be flanked. You can't be caught flat-footed. Very good. Uncanny Dodge is a very good class ability. Now, on to level five, where the Skull gets a power they kind of got out of nowhere. It's called Spell Kenning. And this is, an ins- I think, an obscenely powerful ability.
0: Is this when they write their spells and make sure the letters are separated just correctly? <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's
1: spelled Kerning. Kerning. Oh, sorry. <laughs> So i miss I misread it. Is this where they start singing a song and the hard popcorn kernels begin to pop? <laughs> but no, spell Kenning is once a day. Do you like your chips uh, baked or
0: canning ken- cooked? <laughs> ken- I'm sorry. That was a terrible joke. That was like worse than all the others. Yeah. That's hard. I thought to I
1: was like, okay, that was terrible. Caleb cannot do worse than I just did with the popcorn. And then there you go. I got it. I like
0: my, I like my popcorn Kenning. Ken- that's what I should say. I like my popcorn Kenning. Co- Aw. I'm so bad at everything I do.
1: This is spell getting... Once per day, you choose any spell from the wizard or sorcerer or cleric spell list, and you treat it as a spell you know. So you just get to cast any spell of the appropriate level from either the arcane spell list or the divine spell list, with some exceptions for, like, witches and oracle right. spells.
0: While powerful, I'm with you. I'm not sure what the inspiration was to do this.
1: I'm not either. It's... Like I just feel like it doesn't fit, like they weren't like spell heavy. Spells are definitely cool on them and they have scribe scroll, but this is like an incredibly versatile, incredibly powerful ability. This
0: is something like you wish like the Arcanist had, where you yeah. could take a cleric spell if he wanted. Well yeah. it's cool, definitely cool. And I think I think it's a well balanced one and you could do it once a day. I like that.
1: Right. And it goes up to twice per day at level eleven. And then three times per day at level 17. You're
0: not just saying, here you go, here's all the spells, pick whatever you want, whenever you
1: want. And that It's a big burden of knowledge.
0: Oh, there you go. Maybe it's knowledge, like they know so much.
1: True. But well, I mean on the player. Like, for a player to play this class and use spell counting effectively, they have to know off the top of their gotcha. head... Like, what spell would help them in this scenario? Right. Which most players won't be able to do that. That's right. way too much burden of knowledge. It's player. why,
0: honestly, I think the Brawler is a tough class to play. You have to know so many different feats.
1: Mm. So that was level five. On to level six, they get a new performance. They get the Song of Strength. When you start using the song, allies in range get plus one half your Scald level on strength based ability checks. So if you make a strength check to lift or break something, if you make a swim check, if you make a climb check, you get one half the scald level. At this point it's a plus three.
0: But not on attacks or on damage rolls. No. Gotcha.
1: So that's neat. I like that. Yeah, it's good. It's not something When you want to break the door down to the castle, you can do that.
0: Right. It's he's getting like these I'm getting the feeling he's getting these. Versatile options. If you're in marching, then we got to do this marching song. If we got to break down a door, or do something on the strength base, I got the strength song, but it's not something he's going to intend to use every day. Yeah. He's got all these other things to use every day, mainly his raging song, all his spells, which at the level we're at now, four level one spells and three level two spells, plus our cantrips.
1: Like, they're similar to the Bard, but with a lot less finesse, whereas the. Bard is using Suggestion to have someone open up the gate for them. The scald says, hey, everyone break the door down. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this. We got this. He's the guy when they're, when they're trying to break
0: down the door of the castle. It's like, one, two, three. And they hit the thing with the bat- battering ram over and over again. He's the guy singing the song, getting to do it the war drums.
1: <laughs> yeah. So at level 7, you get lore master, which is just the same as the Bard ability. You can take 10 on any knowledge check, even untrained and once per day you can take a 20 on any knowledge skill check, which is something no one else but the Bard can do. I've always found it to be very useful. They also get a second versatile performance at this level, so you pick another uh, performance skill, and you sub two other skill checks for that performance skills check. On to level 8, all you get is improved uncanny dodge, and that just means you can't be flanked. With stipulations, if it's a rogue of so many levels higher than you, they flank you. Right, but you can't now. You can't be caught flat-footed, and now you can't be flanked.
0: Uncanny dodge, like I said, is very powerful. Improved on uncanny dodge is even better, and they're getting at level eight, which is which is a, a normal progression, right? I don't think yeah. it's any later than normal.
1: I don't think so. I think that's when barbarian gets it. And it's a good time to be getting it, I think. Uh, keep in mind that your inspired rage or other stuff is scaling up at right. the same time as this at this level. Your Inspired Rage at level 8 is giving everyone a plus 4 uh, to Strength and Constitution, and it's giving everyone a plus 3 to their will save. Right. We're, we're just continuing to mention the new things you get. All this stuff is, is adding up. At level 9, you get damage reduction, similar to a Barbarian. You get one damage reduction dash, meaning you get one damage reduction.
0: Big whoop, Christian. I've got one DR. What the heck? Why would they even put this here?
1: You don't just have one DR. What? Everyone who accepts your raging song also gets the one DR. Noise. Yeah, so if you get three people accepting it, that's like three DR, which is actually really good. Have you heard about the Lord and Savior DR? <laughs> Will you accept him into your heart? Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't want to die to these four well, round attacks. Well,
0: you accept him around your heart, and it stops you from accepting other things into your heart.
1: <laughs> the, I see the wisdom in that. <laughs> So, at level 10, you get a new performance. You get the performance Dirge of Doom. This is straight from the Bard. All enemies within 30 feet of the Scald while he's doing this performance are shaken. No save.
0: I would be too. If like this guy starts singing and everybody starts frothing at the mouth, I'd be a little shaken. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. At level 14, we skipped everything's upgrading between. Level 10 and level 14. So at level 14, the Skull gets another new performance. This one's really interesting and really cool and something only the Skull can do. It's called Song of the Fallen. The Skull temporarily revives dead allies to continue fighting with the same limitations as Raise Dead. So you start this performance. You select a dead ally within 60 feet and you expend one round of Raging Song to bring that ally, ally back to life. The ally comes alive but is staggered during the duration of this performance every round you have to expend another round of raging song to keep them alive and up and fighting uh, once you end the performance they die again they are now again dead you can revive multiple people with this ability but you have to expend one round of raging song per revived ally gotcha every
0: round so the limitations on Raise dead are let's see so, the dead creature uh, can be dead for no longer than one day per your caster level. So, never longer than 20 days, essentially. Yeah. I mean, people are level above 20. But you, essentially, you got like two weeks, is, is the highest chance you really got here. You got a couple of weeks to get him done. Um, the subject's soul must be free and willing to return. So, if you really hated your party, it's mm-hmm. like, come back and save it was Like, no, you got us. I told us. I told you, Gary Busey, I told you <laughs> not to go into the cave. And you had to. You just had to. You're gonna, so I, there we I'm are. I'm dragging
1: it down with me.
0: That's <laughs> it. You're done. Get Gary, Busey. you're done, Gary. Oh, and here's the other limitation if they've been killed by a death effect, they can't be raised. Constructs, right. elementals,
1: outsiders, undead creatures, they can't be raised. So one can't... of your other players had to be that construct <laughs> elemental crossbreed,
0: or what's that? No, there's a construct. Uh, the the well, I think it's what it's called. The little.
1: If one of your teammates were one of the, was that incredibly annoying tiny construct race? Good thing they're staying dead. If they weren't small, if they were medium creatures, I totally play them. I think they look so cool. Uh but there's one more limitation. If a creature die of old age, sorry, you're out of luck. Sorry, Grandma. You can't fight with us anymore, Grandma. I know you got the fury of the storm in your heart, but... But, <laughs> Christian, you play so well. <laughs> Let me kill one more noob. <laughs> sorry, Grandma Busey. <laughs> so I I think that's incredibly flavorful. That's incredibly unique. Uh, I don't know how powerful it is, but it's really cool. Um, I I imagine, like, what if you were, like, in an army and did that? Right, I
0: think I think we still haven't made a bumper for like super duper cheese alert yeah. that you coined. Uh, but you can cheese with this. Rules is written. You know, you have. Well, normally to raise dead, it takes what you have. Well, this has the same limitations. As or raise what's dead. A, what's a better than raise dead? Um, resurrection. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a reason because of resurrection, but ten years. If you're level, you have to be level seven here. So if seventy years, I don't think the extra two weeks you can keep them alive really <laughs> matters. So is there any cheese, actually, you could do with this at all?
1: Probably. I don't know off the top of my head, but someone's going to find it somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be there. I mean, the the technical thing with that is I think you could, like, raise them and then let them die. And then, like, two weeks later, come back and raise them dead and let them die. And you're, like, refreshing it every time. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. So technically, they haven't been dead for 70 years. They've been dead for, you know, one year. Yeah. Listen. I don't think that's
1: intended. One
0: person will find the cheese, and it will be your player. (laughs) So (laughs) be prepared. (laughs) Guaranteed. Guaranteed. But there, the, I'm with you. This is really interesting. I really like this because there's that last hurrah of at least we didn't do a TPK. We, at least we got that jerk. Have you ever been killed by anybody? Your biggest goal, even in video games, if you get killed, even like in a game like uh, – like Heroes of the Storm or another MOBA where maybe your death timer's is only like two minutes. But you get the guy and he's getting away with like five health. And you're like, if somebody gets him, you're like so excited. You're like, yes. You better get that Sylvanas. You better take that. De- yes. Thank you. Thank you so much to Thank you. In in Pathfinder, it's even more. When that big bad boss gets you and you're like, no. I had five hit points left. I knew it. I know it. And you're like and your team is able to come back to life and take them down and get that revenge, even if you still have only one survivor, you at least did that. And listen, if Skull brings back another Skull, you're reviving two at a time.
1: Like, it's awesome. And I really like what you brought up there because, like, if you, what if you enter a fight and, like, one of your players just dies almost instantly or just, like, goes down for any reason? And you bring them back in the fight. You give a dead character something to do to affect it's the true. fight. They don't have to worry about their well-being because... They can't die. What's that's gonna true. happen to them? What are you do? Kill me? <laughs> I get up to him and blow the bomb up. <laughs> he puts earplugs plugs in your ears. Wait, no, I can't hear the song. Uh, no <laughs> <laughs> Gary, Gary, no 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 no. Oh, Gary. What have you done? I think that's a really cool movie. We just lost an American treasure. <laughs> So up until level 20, you're just getting upgrades in all your abilities. Your Raging Song's getting more powerful. Your DR's getting more powerful. You're getting more rage powers. You're getting more versatile performances. So on and so forth. Until you hit level 20 and you become a Master scald.
0: All right. Christian, capstone ability.
1: How awesome am I now? It's pretty cool, I think. Um, <laughs> great. <laughs> this doesn't mean much. I think you're okay. I think you're good. At level 20, the skulls Inspire... I, mean, I think I think the cancer's gone. I think you're good. Thanks, Doc. At 20th level, the skulls Inspire Rage no longer gives allies a penalty to AC. That's right. At level 20, you get plus one AC to all your allies. Yay. Ooh. Or not really plus one, just not minus one. Does
0: the AC continue to get worse as you level up the ability? I don't believe
1: it. I think it stays at minus one. That's it? Okay. Think, okay. But oh, that's not where it ends. Ha, got you. No. <laughs> Oh, Christian. Nor, nor does it limit the skills or abilities that you can use while raging. Cool. So it got rid of all the limitations of raging. You or them. Mm-hmm. Allies with rage class ability. Oh, this is a weird one. So if you happen to use inspired rage on a barbarian, there's really weird rules on how they interact that I don't want to get into. But What the capstone says is that the barbarian can use his own rage powers if he accepts your inspired rage instead of using his own rage. A Blood Rager can also use his blood casting and bloodline abilities. Okay. Um, finally, when making a full attack, effective allies make an additional attack each round as if using a haste effect.
0: That's cool. I it, like the last one.
1: Yeah, that's like, basically, whenever you activate Raging Song, you also cast a quickened haste. In a sense. That's good. So that's, like, everyone has haste by that point, I want to say, power gamey wise so I don't know how good that is, but overall, I think that's a pretty solid one. Uh, eh, I'm
0: not super excited. There's a one like the last thing in there is cool, but the rest doesn't seem super exciting. Without getting into all the details, I'm sure some of our players will come across I'm sorry. I'm sure some of our listeners will come across having a scald with a barbarian in there. What how does that affect each other? How does
1: the rage overlap? So if you're a barbarian and someone activates inspired rage on you, instead of using the bonuses from the scald, you can use your own stronger bonuses as well as the worse AC penalty. Uh, instead of the scalds and you important to note you don't get fatigued after inspired rage and your whole team doesn't become fatigued afterward you just end it like normal and
0: does it get rid of your uses of rage per day
1: it doesn't get rid of it but you can't activate your own rage powers or abilities dependent on rage using rounds of inspired rage
0: so it's like here's some free rage for you barbarian but you don't get any of the unique special things that you've gotten from leveling up and all that cool stuff, your rage powers, you don't get to use them long as you're using this lesser form of rage.
1: Yeah, just conform with us and use our cool special abilities. Right. <laughs> don't <conform>. be unique.
0: <laughs> Do not resist the Borg. Uh, so, But when you get to level 20, then that goes away, and you can get those bonuses and cool things. Now, one interesting favorite class bonus I wanted to go over was the dwarf. Uh, the dwarf, it, it seems kind of like a little bit, but it adds up. Is that the arcane spell failure chance for casting scald spells while wearing heavy armor is reduced by
1: one for any uh, dwarf? And every time you level up and take the favored class bonus, right?
0: Option. And so when you get to level ten, if or when you reach ten percent, if you give it once every level, then be level ten. Uh, the scald also receives heavy armor proficiency if you don't already possess it. This is like there's like an interesting weird thing about this. If it if I'm wearing armor all the way up to level 10 without a proficiency, like I'm I'm screwing myself over, you'd think you'd have it by then. But what this does allow you to do is just continue to take the the 1%, forget about ever wearing heavy armor until you get level 10, and then
1: start wearing the heavy armor. Right, but my big question is, do you still have arcane spell failure from that heavy armor? you do minus
0: 10%, so if there's like a 20% It's like chance. a 55% chance for full plate and stuff. Right, but if you add mithril, now it's even less and now with this 10% less than that. So I think it's really and, can can make some so interesting
1: it, builds. You need like arcane armor training. I'd be interested to see how low you can get it. I want to say at best you can get it like 10 15, which isn't bad. I would probably maybe take that. If you told me at level 10 like if you get rid of 10 hit points, I'll give you these things, I'd take it. Anyone else have an interesting one? No. Not at all. Cool. All right. <laughs> so what do we? how do you feel about the scald?
0: I, I, uh, I actually like him. I didn't think I would. I'm not a big fan of bards. I like what they can do, but it's just not kind of the flavor for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this. I like the conferring the rage to everybody. It's cool. And I like it. You know what allows it to be cool is that they made it so specific where, like we said, if you have a party of casters, don't pick him. Well, if you do have a party of fighters, he really does shine. I like him. I like him a lot. And I think he. he What's the word? Um, he's competitive with the other classes. If somebody picked a skull, they want to be like, oh, great. Now the party is a skull that gets to me. I can't. I got to lower all my encounters for my party. No, I mean, it's good. It's competitive.
1: I, really, I wish Paizo would take this direction more often with their classes they're building. This has a very, very concentrated theme and idea and strengths. And like we said, you wouldn't play him in some parties, but that's okay. It's not like, say, the Oracle that hey, I can do anything, guys. Uh, (laughs) Pick me in any party. And like a lot of the occult classes, we see that, that they have not one really concentrated theme, but they're like, oh, I can pick any of my implements to do any of the spell castings, and then I just pick abilities off then, and I can do anything, guys, which I'm not going to say is bad, but I much prefer this. I like when I'm a Scald, I have a very, very strong idea of the party I want to play him in and the effect he's going to have inside that game.
0: The common theme that's been fitting in this book has been versatility, and I think actually he might be have the least amount of versatility. He has that cool that allows him to pick cleric spells, but versatility-wise, I'm not picking him as super, um, any more versatile than I think some of the base classes.
1: Well, I mean, you've got to remember, he does have spells. This whole time, he's getting spells, which are ultimate versatility. He has a lot of versatility in that he solves problems with strength. Right. Like a fighter can't do most of the stuff the scald does and then the scald helps solve problems in a fighterish way. I like that about him. Like the strength check thing, like normally knocking down the gate might not be a viable option, but it'd be like the fighter's line of thinking. Right. Whereas the wizard would just be like brittle portal everyone just walk through, right, right, whereas right. the skull's like, oh, knock it down, let's do it. Right, right, right. <laughs> Let me go get my
0: heavy armor when we hit level 10. <laughs> of all the classes in this book, he is one of the most true to his real-life counterpart. What his inspiration was, like a skull was a real thing, I, I think it did a good job reflecting that. Unlike the Arcanist, there's no real like Arcanist to inspire from. This guy had a real inspiration, and I think they did a good job with it, reflecting something in the real world into into you know the Pathfinder world.
1: I think my favorite part about the scald is the build variety. I've built a couple scalds and depending on the rage powers you pick, you can have entirely different scalds from one another. You can have a very combat-centric scald that basically uses the rage powers greedily and gets into the fight. You can have a scald that's more of a spellcaster support with max charisma and confers like defensive bonuses to all of your allies. You can have a scald. There was one I made that had like Clear Mind, which is where you don't get the benefits or penalties of rage for one round, so you can convert to spellcasters, and spellcasters would find him a little useful maybe. Oh, interesting. There's just with the rage powers he has a, there's a lot of really neat stuff you can do. There's a lot of really cool combinations, and actually I forgot to mention, he has his own form of rage powers that he can pick called Death Curses. Okay. When a he picks one of these death curses and he can confer that rage power to everyone, and what a death curse does is that if anyone with that rage power dies, the creature that kills them gets some kind of massive penalty. Which this goes this bodes really well with uh, Song of the Fallen.
0: Right. So the big bad evil guy—that's the guy you really, when you re- throw your debuffs, throw it on him. Mm. He kills your guy with this happening. Oh no! Now he's got all negatives, and he's back to life. Take that big bad evil guy. Take that.
1: A lot of them are very specific. Like, one of them was, like, they permanently take a minus 10 to their, like, saving throws against, like, fire effects or something. And there's usually a save associated with it. But, hey, you're dying and doing something, so I guess that's cool. Right. So to give an example of one of these death curses, uh, they're called Lenorum Death Curses. One of them is the Karen one. While this curse is in effect on you... Um, your melee attacks deal an additional one point of negative energy damage. If the character is knocked unconscious or killed by attack or spell, the creature suffers the curse of decay.
0: Oh, so you get to become the evil villain from Ghost Rider 2?
1: Oh, I'm so excited. I've always wanted to be decay from <laughs> Such a good movie. I, I've never seen Ghost Rider 2, but I'm going to assume that it was bad. It
0: was the worst. Listen, I went to go see the 3D. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no I went you to go see the 3D of my friend
0: because I had like a free ticket to go see 3D I'm like why not this I like goes oh it's it free that's better
1: I guess so, than... oh my
0: friend paid full price he went with me <laughs> so he, he put on the glasses right like halfway through the movie I just like took them off and like put them on but like there is almost no difference it was one <laughs> of the and it's gone down in, in when I was looking online one of the worst 3D rated movies ever Regardless, the movie was also terrible, three D or no. But we had one of the coolest scenes, everybody's like, This is really cool. He gets into a giant drill machine. you ever seen like those big, big, big quarries where like there's a big circle you have to drive all the way right down? Yeah, yeah. And like trucks are like the size of like thumbtacks if yeah, you look yeah, at yeah. it. He has one of those things that does that drill. It's like a giant saw on top of it, and then we you know as the Ghost Rider, whatever thing he's on, he can transform any vehicle he's on, he can transform into fiery Ghost Rider version. Uh. He has a Ghost Rider version of this thing, and he's killing people left and right. It was the best.
1: So, curse, so skulls.
0: So, cursed decay is a good thing, then. Nah, he wasn't decay. No. Decay was like a bad guy that went after him. He's like, oh no, I'm like he's a skeleton. How much more decay? Listen, guys, welcome to our. Uh, thank you for listening to our podcast, uh,
1: the, uh, the Nicholas Cage fanboy club. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening to the Ghost Rider. Fancast. Gary Busey, Nicholas Cage. The Gary Busey <laughs> fanfic. Nicholas club. Cage Ghost Rider fancast. We really appreciate you guys <laughs> being
1: here with us. Uh, The actual Curse of Decay, what states, that if the person that knocked you unconscious or killed you fails a will save, they take one point of con damage per day.
0: One of the best damages to take out a guy from the fight quickly.
1: And ages at the rate of one year per day.
0: Ages at the rate of one year? What does that mean? Every
1: day he ages a year.
0: How long does this last? Forever you probably get like remove curse or something yeah you'd have to get remove curse which to is really a quick easy thing to get
1: no it's like a level 4 spell
0: now that's that is what good feed that is for your GM right you can really do some cool things if yeah. he happens to get out of that battle right you see him later and he keeps looking older and older that's really cool I like that I need a scald who does this specifically this specific <laughs> and that, I think it's
1: a neat um, mechanic for a DM to use right like, you kill this guy, and, like, oh, you feel weak, and every day you're like, oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're cursed, guys! Oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> it's Nicolas Cage! <laughs> so that was called? I really enjoyed the class. Yeah. I hope you all did, too. Thank you for staying for extra credit. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the
0: Trailblazer Network. Visit our site for other great Pathfinder podcasts. I've been Nicholas Labord. Thanks for listening. Why do I role play? Because my mom won't let me have sweets. Would you like some opium? We have tons of opium. The finest opium pipes in town. Hmm.
1: Uh, no, uh, hold on. <coughs> we do not do opium. No, he would not like any opium. But do you have more ice cream? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Here at Softly Speaking Sanskrit, we know why we roleplay. Why do you roleplay?
1: Softlyspeaking